Welcome to the Discipleship Podcast with Pastor Pablo Martinez. We truly believe disciples aren't born, they are made. If your desire is to grow, renew your mind, and go to the next level in the way you live for God, this podcast is for you. Pastor Pablo will be sharing the real heart of a disciple through tough but transformational truths that are sure to confront us. These truths will lead us into establishing the kingdom of God in our lives. Now is the time. Grab your pen, a notebook, and your Bible. It's time to get formed. Hello, CFF family. Welcome. I have an amazing message for you, but before I get into it, uh, I want to let you guys know that uh, I'm so excited for, extremely excited for this weekend because we have people at Encounter, if you didn't know. Uh, but I know that this encounter is going to be awesome because I've seen every single one of them actually fight for their blessing, right? And I know not only them, them the encountering Jesus, but I know that today a God has a word for you that you will encounter him as well, wherever you're at, whether you're listening from home or your cell phone, wherever you're at, raise up your hand and pray with me. And let's say, Father God, we are here to encounter you. And I also ask you that you encounter every single person going to that encounter, God, because they want to be transformed just like we do, God, as well. That every single family in every home, God, I ask you, Father, that you visit them. And I ask you also, Lord, that you open up our hearts, open up our minds to receive everything that you have for us, Lord. That we want to be reconciled with you. We want to return back to you in our hearts in full restoration, God. To be more like you, Jesus. We give you this time. We give you all the honor and all the praise, Jesus. And I know that you will speak into our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so I was, going, I was going throughout these past weeks, right? And something so heavy in my heart started happening. And I really, I didn't know where to run or what to do until I suddenly just stopped myself. And I said, God, what is truly going on with me? Because it was, it almost felt like a burden, right? Because it was taking my joy. Uh, it was taking my time uh, in distractions where I should have spent it with God, right? But I know that you and I as human beings, we all have flaws and we all have uh, certain things in our character that we need to work on or bad habits that we have. And I'm not saying all of you guys, but if you're like me, Put yourself in my shoes for a bit, right? There's this one thing that I want to speak about today, and that is doubt. And I didn't fully understand what doubt was. But when I started looking more into it, I found a definition, and it says, the feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. So because there are times that there is doubt in our minds, in our minds, it says that, that there's an uncertainty. And if you look in our world today, Right? You start looking around everywhere. There's uncertainty all over the place. Even before I came, I started reading uh, about the vaccine for COVID-19, right? And uh, they said a, a lot of things, right? A lot of good things and a lot of bad things. But one thing that kind of stuck out to me is that a lot of people that they asked if they would take the vaccine, uh, they said that they will only take it if, 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 if it's a fi- uh, more than a 50% chance that it'll work, 
right? So in my mind says, man, people want certainty, right? People want to stand on that certainty. They don't want to doubt, right? So, so if you look around in your own life, what kind of doubt is there, right? You start looking at your circumstance, your situation, right? Or even your friend's situation or even the people you love the most situation, right? And you, you look back, you, you start looking from the outside and you ask yourself, man, is this really happening? How can I deal with this? Or what do I even do? Where do I even begin? But I have an am amazing message for you today, right? And uh, before I, I share this amazing message, it reminds me of, of Joseph in, in Genesis 37, I believe, all the way to 52. Um, as it, This man was a dreamer. He was a visionary. And his brothers hated him so much that they ended up selling him as a slave, right? He ended up getting accused of, of taking advantage, advantage of his master's wife, right? And all these years started going by, right? And eventually he be became the governor of Egypt. But if you really look at the process, I don't know exactly how many years, but I'm pretty sure it was more than, than 20 years or at least 20 years. But if you look at, at his life and then I compare my life and then I start thinking about it, I was like, man, If I was Joseph, I would start doubting what God has shown me. I would start doubting those visions that, that God has shown me. And I know that we would all be in that same situation. And then, but I'm pretty sure he stuck with the vision of God. He stuck with that promise that God gave him. Hey, one day there's going to be people or you're even your own family members bowing at your feet, right? Because I will give you that. I will, I will make that vision come to pass. So the more I started digging deeper into this, this uh, topic because of the state that I was in, uh, the more I started searching for God's heart. And I started understanding what God was doing. And real, notice that I didn't say I started digging more into the situation or the circumstance or whatever trial was happening that, at that time. I started searching after God and his heart. And the more I went into it, the, way, the more I went into God's heart, man, I started realizing that I was so selfish in my own understanding. Why? Because I wanted to be, I wanted it to be about me and not about what God wanted to do, right? So in that same situation, put yourself in those shoes. Whatever you're going through, whatever's happening around you, Are you being selfish or are you allowing God to work in your life and allowing God to work a much and greater picture than what you can see? And if we read in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, right? In, in, in when, how I interpret, interpret this, these verses, it's pretty much God saying like, dude, you have no idea what I'm doing, right? And, and statistics show that us as humans, we only use five to 10% of our brain, right? So if, if I use five to 10% of my brain, what makes me, so, what makes me think that I'm so much smarter than God? 
right? Therefore, I put myself aside and I said, God, man, you're so incredible. And I know exactly what you want to do because it's not about me. It's about you. You have a greater picture. You have a higher, you have higher ways than I do, right? So, but when you doubt, doubt will weigh you down. Doubt will confront your faith. Doubt will question God. Doubt will take your hope. And doubt will take all credibility from yourself, from people, and even from God. But when you choose to live by faith and not by sight and believe into God's word and God's heart, you choose to live courageously. So if you're, if you're putting a, a title in this message, I, I wrote down, when in doubt, do the courageous thing. It was written by this man called J uh, Jan Smoot. He was a uh, prime minister in South Africa. And I really I like this because even when you doubt, you always have a choice to live in the courageous manner or to run away because you are doubting. But when you choose to live by faith and by sight, you choose to live courageously because God will come through. He already has. The Bible speaks about God being a God of yesterday, today, and forever. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, therefore, God is always doing something whether we understand it or not. I mean, sorry, Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's all we have to know, right? That he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he will come through and he has come through. You must stick to that conviction that Jesus, that God himself will back you up. And then when you don't understand, just stand back and say, God, help me understand. So I'm going to share a story in the Bible. It's in Mark 9, 14 through 29. But I'm just going to share a few verses with you because I truly believe that this is, this is all of us especially me. In Mark 9, 20 through uh, 28, it says, they brought the boy to him. When he saw him, immediately the spirit threw him into a convulsion. And falling to the ground, he began rolling around and foaming at the mouth. And he asked his father, so meaning Jesus asked the father, how long has this been happening to me, him? And he said, from childhood, so for a long time. It has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to, said to him, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the, a crowd was rapidly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to him, you deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and do not enter him again. After crying out and throwing him into terrible convulsions, it came out and the boy became so much like corpse that most of them said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and raised him and he got up. I want to stop right there. So the first thing that we see, right, is that the father of this boy ran to him, right? And then what did he tell him? Like, hey, if you can, 
help us, right? If that was me, if I was Jesus, you know, I will probably just throw some attitude in there or some, some sarcasm and be like, dude, you know who I am, right? I'm Jesus, the son of God, right? But Jesus didn't do that. You know, I, I, I can picture, if I was Jesus, I can picture myself just kind of like throwing, throwing my hands up in the air like that, you know, my shoulders, and then brushing my stash and be like, dude, what do you mean if you can? Come on, look at this. I know I, know I can, right? And then the second thing that we see is that, that the father was speaking about the boy that sometimes he gets thrown into the fire and into water. And to me, that speaks about our circumstance and our situation, right? That sometimes you get thrown into the fire. When you get thrown into the fire, man, it's exhausting, right? It even tends to heat up, right? And then everything starts going wrong, right? And when you get thrown into the water, there's times where you're suffocating. Why? Because you cannot breathe, especially if you're held underwater for such a long time, right? You start suffocating in your own uh I guess, movie scenarios in your own mind because you start doubting the word of God. You start doubting what God wants to do in your life all because you start making it about yourself. But when you say, God, what do you want me to understand? What do you want me to realize in this situation? Right? I truly believe that the boy represents our life. All right? Or our circumstance or even a person. Right? But in the father is us. That sometimes we can be so desperate, right? And just being so desperate running around like, help me, help my boy, all these things. Or in this case, help me. What do I do? I'm losing my job. I'm losing my home, right? I'm losing a family member or whatever it is, whatever it is in your own situation. Only you can answer that, right? But when Jesus comes to you, right? And he says, hey, what do you want me to do for you? Well, if you can. Right? You know what he's going to say? What do you mean if I can? Of course I can. But do you understand what I'm doing? Right? To the point where all your situation, where your situation or your circumstance seems to just pile up more and more every single day. Why? Because at this, at this point, it says in verse 26 that people thought he was dead. So in this instance, it represents that our circumstances or situation is just growing and growing and there's no end to it, right? But Jesus said, hey, calm down. All of you guys need to calm down right now. And what does he do? He literally takes you by the hand and says, hey, come on, I'm going to raise you up, right? I'm going to raise you up from your circumstance. I'm going to raise you up from your situation. I'm going to raise you up from your doubt. But only you can choose to live the courageous path. Because the courageous path will take you to live greater. Well, the courageous path will take you to a place where even if you still doubt, you can still say, God, help my unbelief. Jesus, help my unbelief. And live his word. Live in his power, live his kingdom here on earth, right? And when I, when I come together, when I bring this together, 
I see the life of Jesus. I see the life of Jesus when he went up to the Mount of Gethsemane, right? And, and I, I really love who Jesus is in my own life because I can relate to him. And I know that you can too, if you begin to search after him. Why? Because he was 100% God and 100% human. And I tend to fall in love more with the with 100% human. And I'll tell you why, because I can actually relate to him, right? When he was at the Mount of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, right? He was on his knees. He was literally shedding blood from his sweat or, or from his pores because he was so stressed out. He, was, he knew what he was about to go into, right? And for, for just a split second, I, I almost felt like I was in Jesus' shoes where when, when he started asking me, his father, hey, you know what? Is there another way? Right? To me, that represented a little bit of uncertainty. If that was me, that would be uncertainty. Why? Because it was almost as if he didn't want to go through it. He didn't want to, especially because he knew what he was going to go through. But then he realized, you know what? It's not about me. When, I, when he chose to live the courageous life, he stepped back from himself and said, God, not my will, but yours be done. He re, at that moment, when he said those words, he removed all doubt from himself. And God is calling you today to do the same. That when you're at that Mount of Gethsemane or when you're at that place in the, your secret place or in the dark place to say, hey, God, is there another way that I can go through this? But yet, not my will be done, but yours be done. Right? And because he chose the courageous thing, just like you and I will, he changed history. He changed you and I. Why? Because he gave up his life for you and for me. He gave up his entire being so that you and I can have a life and a life in abundance. He gave up his doubt to be a, a man and a God of courage to say, hey, that's my daughter, that's my son, and I want to die for them. I give up my life. I give up my entire being so that you can have life. And I know that at this moment, if you have been doubting, if you have been going through a circumstance or situation that you stop believing in God's word and his promises, today is a day where you say, God, I want to choose the path of courage so that I can live your promises so that I can move in your power, so I can be used by you, so that one day, because my choice of living courageously will impact this nation, will impact my family, will impact my children and their children. And wherever you're at, whether you're at home, your car, even at the store, and you're listening to this message, I want you guys to stand up, to rise up, and I want to pray with you guys. I want to pray for you guys as well. That God will set you free from all doubt. And if there's still doubt in your mind as of right now, 
All you have to say, Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. And I want you guys to close your eyes where you're at. And I'm going to pray for you because I know that the power of God is here. And I know the power of God is in your own home. And I know that the power of God will set you free today. Because he is speaking to every single one of you guys into your heart. And say, Father God, I love you and I thank you because of who you are. Not just what you can do, but who you are, the almighty, all-powerful, a sovereign Lord, my King, my Savior. And by your precious blood, we have been redeemed from the power of the devil. That by your precious blood, we have been sanctified, set apart, Lord, for your purpose, for your honor, for your grace, God, that we may represent you every single day, that we may represent you in this nation and around the world, God, that by your precious blood, we have been justified and you see us as if we have never sinned before. That by your precious blood, Jesus, we have been forgiven of all sin. That by your precious blood, we have been cleansed of all sin, Lord. And I ask you right now, Lord, that we are like this man, God. That we don't want to look at our situation or circumstance anymore, Lord. We want to look at you because you are able. You are able to set us free. You are able, Lord, to remove all doubt from our mind and from our heart. You are able, God. And I know that we can come to you freely and say, God, remove all doubts. And we believe, but help our unbelief. Remove our unbelief, Lord. That we may see your promises come to pass. That we may see your kingdom here on earth, Lord. That we may be used by you, God, to bring salvation, to bring restoration, transformation, renewal, God. And restoration here in California, in the U.S., Lord. That every single person under the sound of my voice, Lord, will see you right in front of them, Jesus. And you sticking out your hand and saying, here, get up. I'm bringing you back to life. Because of who Jesus is. He is a man of his word. Father, I pray that you remove our selfishness and that we may be able to understand what you do and what you are doing in our lives. And for those of you listening that have never given your life to Christ and you want to say today, Jesus, help my unbelief. And the Bible talks about that if you believe it in your hearts and confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he died and rose again on the third day, that your name is written in the book of life. And I'm making this invitation to you today. As a matter of fact, 
I dare you, I challenge you to make this declaration today. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And right there where you're at, I want you to repeat after me because Jesus wants to come into your life. And say, Jesus Christ, come into my heart. Come, in, come into my life. I believe in you. And I believe that you died and rose again on the third day for my sin, for my iniquity. Help me to live the life that you paid for on, on that cross. To live it in abundance, Lord. And that I may represent you every single day. I believe Jesus, but help my unbelief so that, so that I may choose the path of courage every single day. We thank you, Lord. We love you, God. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for that incredible word. If you're blessed by this message, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family on your social media so that they can be blessed too. It might just be what they need to hear. All right, CFFM, we love you. Hope to see you soon. Stay connected. Thank you, Pastor, for that incredible word. If you're blessed by this message, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family on your social media so that they can be blessed too. It might just be what they need to hear. All right, CFFM, we love you. Hope to see you soon. Stay connected. Thank you, Pastor, for that incredible word. If you're blessed by this message, we